On this week's Adam Schefter podcast, we'll be joined by the Chargers' outstanding running back, Melvin Gordon, as he discusses his expectations for the coming 2018 season. And we'll get fantasy advice, tips, pointers, sleepers from Pete Bomarito, the owner of Bomarito Performance System, a training center in the South Florida area that trains over 150 NFL players during the offseason. Nobody knows who's primed for a big year any better than Pete Bomarito. But first, Melvin Gordon. Melvin. What's up, baby? Before we even begin, i got to ask you, who's doing that Instagram feed for you? That's some creative art you got going on your Instagram uh, page. Oh, that's me, man. I just, you know, just try to be a little different with it. That, that's outstanding. What is the thought process behind that? Because for those who haven't seen it, it's like a collage of pictures that form this great big picture of you in various poses. It's one of the cooler things yeah. I've seen on Instagram. Yeah, man. Just try to change it up, man. You know, the little saying. You know what I'm saying? I like, you know, I'm a little artistic a little bit. So I just, you know, try to just, you know, be different, man. Let's I'm, be different. I may turn over my Instagram page to you to have you do some of that for me, if you don't mind. Just, just let me know, man. Give me the information. I got you. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. I'll give you the password when we get done with the podcast. It's all you. <laughs> Bet. So I got to ask you, the first year in the league, 641 rushing yards. The next year, yeah. 997 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns. The next year, 1,105 rushing yards, 8 touchdowns. The numbers have increased every year in terms of yards gained. What do we have in store for the 2018 season? <laughs> Oh man, I don't know until you know until it comes. You know, you just got—you never know how things gonna play out. But I'm hoping better than last year for sure. That's the goal going in. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, as I watched you, it seemed that your legs got stronger in the second half of the year. You got better as the year went on. Am I right? And what would you attribute it to? I mean, that's just you know just what I pride myself on since I've been um, at Wisconsin. Just the second half of the year is just, you know, it's kind of, they just kind of put that in our brains since college that, you know, that's where you make a difference. Um, you know, the first eight weeks, everybody's pumped up and, you know, eager to, you know, to play and get out there. And then that next eight weeks, you know, people trying to get out the way, you know, people trying to, you know, try not to get hurt. And then I feel like that's where you make your jump. And I just feel like mentally, you know, that's where I just get stronger. You know, I've always been a second half player but you know you just gotta you gotta be a whole a whole season a whole you know full full four year you know what i mean just can't be a second half guy but i've always of myself on being stronger the second half of the season is that weight room related diet related both of those yeah um you know my uh strength coach in college always told me the legs feed the wolf so um i try i try to stay working hard on legs um throughout the year um just to keep my legs strong keep my legs going because i know you know that that's what i need to keep going is one of the goals this year to start quicker? And de- definitely, definitely is to start faster. You know, to start how, start and finish the same way. Um, that's definitely a big goal of mine this year. Now you're playing in Los Angeles. You're 25 years old. Came out in the 2015 draft. Todd Gurley, 23 years old, came out in the 2016 draft. But we have two elite running backs in the Los Angeles market. What's it like to be in the same market with a guy that's so good? Two of you guys there. Um. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Just spread the wealth, you feel me? Um, you know, Rams getting a little bit more love right now. It is what it is. Um, you know, we hoping to change that, but, you know, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with sharing, man. I feel like it's something I've done the whole, my whole life, really. So, I mean, it is what it is. You can't, you can't avoid it. I do hate getting called taught. 
Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is when you got another running back with dreads, you know, that, that play up the street from you. So, yeah, it is what it is. That's what I can say. So, so that happens. You go out in L.A. and people think that you're Todd Gurley? Yeah, I got in an argument with a, a girl um, because she thought I was Todd. And I kept telling her no. And she got in an argument with me because she really thought I was Todd. She thought I was lying. I'm like, this is getting out of control. <laughs> How often does something like that happen? <laughs> uh, very often. And it's either Todd or Derrick Henry. Or Derrick. Sure. And, and has the same thing happened to him? Has anybody gone up to him and said, Melvin, can you buy me lunch? Can you sit down and talk football with me? Anything like that? I don't know. I don't know. Not you got to ask him that. Me. Melvin, you got to ask I him that. I definitely need to. I definitely need to, yeah. I haven't had TMZ tell me I was Todd. I was like, oh, man, this is tough. Now, if now, <laughs> now if you got Todd's contract, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Not at all. You could talk, You call me Todd all day. <laughs> <laughs> real. And we're probably not far off from a new contract for Melvin Gordon. How much does something yeah. like that weigh into your mind as you get ready to play the 2018 season? You can't really think about it, man. You kind of just, it is what it is, man. You kind of just got to let it come. Um, think about it too much. Uh, it can mess up your game. Um, right now, I'm just focused on, you know, just me and the team, really, and doing what we need to do, um, you know, contract talks i never really thought about it i mean you think about it from time to time in the off season but i never thought about it during the season um so you know i just think about what's ahead of me honestly and you know if it's meant to be it'll come melvin when you were growing up your father would show you tapes of running backs like barry sanders and walter payton who's yep. your favorite running back today to watch today to watch um i still like i'll just stay loyal to a back until retire so my favorite still ap I mean, you know, idols become rivals, really. But you know, what I'm saying he's still my one of my favorite backs. Um, just watching him, but I like you know, just I like watching a lot of backs. I like watching Shady. Every back, every back is is different in their own way. You know, I like Shady. Um, I think he do some nice things. Bill do some nice things. Um, just with his patience, Shady with his cutting ability, David Johnson with his hands. Um, you know, so you got different backs that do different things that you like, but. As far as, you know, my back that I still, you know, that's still one of my favorites is AP, for sure, until he retired. Is AP the kind of back that when you watch him, you're blown away at the kind of things that he can do? Yeah, especially at this age, you know, I just feel like um, he just needed an opportunity, really. You know, he showed, you know, uh, I don't think the Saints was best fit for him. Um, you know, when he went to Arizona and he, you know, was that back, he came in and put up like, what, 140, something mm -hmm. like that, so... You know, he's just he's just one of them runners, man, where you just like you wild when you see him do the things he do. So I like that. And when other running backs are watching Melvin Gordon, what do you think that they're most impressed with seeing? Um, just my old all around game really. Um just being able to run the ball and being able to catch the ball as well, just being balanced. Um, you know, that's just what it's about really. You know, you can't just be one dimensional. You know, being out there, you wanna be out there and not be taken out. You know, you just got to be a do-it-all back, and that's what I can do. Melvin, how different is it playing in L.A. for a second straight year? I'm sure it was quite an adjustment the first year, but what about now in the second year? Um, I didn't feel like it was a, a real big change besides the, the stadium being as small as it was. Uh, that's the only big difference, but, I mean, it's, it's not crazy. I mean, you get probably more endorsements here and there, and people want you to show up to a little bit more things, but... Um, 
you know, it's not really, you know, a big difference to me. I don't feel like. And what have you learned playing with Phillip Rivers? How has that helped your development as a player? Just how smart he is um, as far as his protections and things like that. You just, you know, when when you, you know, prepare for the games, you know, you just got to be sharp on that end um, just to keep him safe, keep him good. But, I mean, he's just so smart, man, just know a lot of stuff. So, you know, it's always good when you, you need to ask questions. You can just go to him and he, you know, nine times out of ten, he got an answer for you, which is good. Um so that's what I like most is just his smarts for the game, man. It just helps you become a smarter football player as well, playing next to him. Melvin, your team's had some tough run with injuries here during the OTAs. Hunter Henry goes down with the torn ACL. Jason Verrett, the first day of the starter training camp, goes down with the torn Achilles. What was your vantage point when Hunter Henry went down? Because it was my understanding he was running in the open field, didn't think it was anything much, thought yeah. it might have been a hamstring injury, and they come back. And it comes back as a torn ACL. What did you see from your perspective there with Henry? I just, you know, I was, I, I didn't think it was that. Um, you know, I kind of thought it was, you know, probably a hamstring or you know, something just tightened up on him and he just chilled. And then uh, he kind of told me what it was. And, you know, my heart just dropped, really. You know, I just know how bad he wanted, you know, to be great and how big of a year this was for him just mentally and, you know, just he just wanted it. And, you know, to see a guy, you know, he comes out to work every day. And to see a guy come to work every day, you know, put his heart on the field, you know, with everything he do, lay it on the line and, you know, come up short like that before the season even start. And that kind of that kind of hit me hard, too. So, you know, it's part of the game, man. But unfortunately, it happened to him, and it sucks, honestly. And what about with Verrett on the first day of camp? Yeah, yeah, that was hard, too. That was, that was, that was just as tough. You know, a guy being – out two years, and you know, I, I was texting with Jason, you know, through the whole off season, um, you know, just just ask some questions, you know, just how you feeling, how you better, and he was like, man, I'm, you know, I'm finally feeling like me again, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just know he wanted to go out there, and you know, he just had a son, and you know, he wanted his son to see him, you know, suit up for the first time, and it's, it was a whole lot of things that played into it, let alone him just wanting to play ball. It's not even about the money with him; yeah. um, it was just about him getting out there and. For him to not even go through a practice and you know to get hurt like that, man, that was that was one of the tougher ones um, my whole career to watch. That's got to be hard to go back out there, see your friends and teammates go down, and then have to go back out and practice again. It always amazed me watching practice how players just go on with their own business. Yeah, yeah, that's you know I looked at that. I said that to some players. You know, it's kind of crazy how you, you know you got to move on. You know, it's just part of it is kind of sad because I was like, man, I get, you know, something happened to me. I want, you know, I want the whole NFL to stop, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it just sucks, man. Cause it just, you know, things continue. They just put another guy in there. Um, obviously you, you feel the hurt and the guy that was close to Jason and even just the teammates in general, because everyone just, you could just tell everybody just took their eye out of everybody. But, yeah. um, you know, we, we got to continue to work and, you know, do you feel as if you are now in the best shape of your career heading into your fourth NFL season, Melvin? For sure. I've been, you know, I've been grinding for a while now. And, you know, you know, it's times where you get tired and things like that. Obviously, that, that comes with, you know, not wearing pads and things like that. But, um, you know, like yesterday, you know, you just reflect on just the hard work you've, you've done thus far to, you know, to get to where you are now. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been grinding, man. I'm in, I'm in pretty good shape, to be honest with you. You ready for those collisions with Derwin James in the secondary? My understanding is he's quite the player. Oh yeah, he uh he got it, man. You know, some guys just kind of got it. He got it. 
Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see what he can do, man. I'm anxious to see him on game day. Uh, he's like Denzel, man. Like Denzel's one of them guys where you know, you know, you yeah. go out there, he got it. He's one of my one of my favorite players to watch, you know, and he's on my team, so I get to watch him every Sunday. So I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, what what, what Durham got on game day, man, because you know, pra- practice and things like that. He he showed some flashes, man, but uh, you know, I feel like on game day he gonna he's the type of player it look like that's gonna take it to another level. And you could tell I'm right away. You could tell right away if a player has it or not. Can you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you you instantly see it. You instantly see the flashes, man. Most definitely. I've had that people say that to me, like they will have first round picks. They're like, you could tell he's a first round pick, but he he just can't play in the league, or he yeah. you could see it right away that a guy can play. Mm-hmm. It's almost you instantaneous. Can, yeah, yeah, you can see them flashes, man. They they flash. He rangy, real rangy too. He got great speed. He ain't afraid to you know come down. Um, you know he's 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 about it, man. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited to see what he got. It's, that's the draft pick I actually wanted. So we got the guy. You know, I think we all wanted him, and we got the guy we wanted. So, you know, I'm excited to see what he could do. And who would have thought he would have been there at number 17? Hard to imagine yeah, that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, the 15, real. We're, we're excited to watch the 15th overall pick from the first round of the 2015 NFL Draft Moment. I appreciate you taking some time. Stay healthy. Have a great season and continued success to you. Thank you, Todd. I mean, Thank Melvin. You. <laughs> oh, you got jokes. <laughs> I got you there, Melvin. <laughs> yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> Definitely did. <laughs> Thanks very much for the time today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Man. We'll be back in a moment with Pete Bomarito, but first a word from HBO. HBO Sports, NFL Films, and the Cleveland Browns team up for an unfiltered, all-access look at what it takes to make it in the National Football League when Hard Knocks training camp at the Cleveland Browns kicks off its five-episode season Tuesday, August 7th. The new season of the groundbreaking sports reality series spotlights the AFC North franchise that has the hometown region excited as a wave of new young players and veteran acquisitions get acclimated to the team. Each week, viewers will get an inside look as players experience the daily rigors of an NFL training camp. As training camp begins, all eyes are on quarterback Baker Mayfield, the NFL's number one overall pick and future of the franchise. General Manager John Dorsey and head coach Hugh Jackson welcome a new batch of veteran acquisitions, including former Buffalo Bills Pro Bowl quarterback Tyrod Taylor and outspoken wide receiver Jarvis Landry, who led the NFL in catches with the Miami Dolphins last season. Evaluations begin as 90 players vie for 53 coveted spots on the starting roster, who will earn their stripes. Don't miss hard knocks. Training camp with the Cleveland Browns, Tuesdays at 10 p.m., kicking off Tuesday, August 7th on HBO. Pete. Hey, Adam, how you doing? How's everything going, all right? It's going great. You know, it's that time of the year to get you on the phone again. We've done this now. We've done this a lot of years, but last year we did it on the podcast for the first time. And I like to come to you because you're down in South Florida at... Bomberito Performance Systems, training NFL players. How many do you train this past off season? Uh, about 150. Okay, so 150 NFL players. And to me, this goes right to the grassroots at who is primed for a big season and who's not. So I'm going to throw the ball right back to you, Pete, and say of the 150 guys that you train this year, when we're going through our fantasy drafts in the next few weeks – who are the guys that you believe are destined to have big years based on the shape and condition they were in training with you this offseason? 
Well, obviously, you know, I'm always going to be biased towards the guys that I train. Uh, first guy that comes to mind for sure is Stefan Diggs. I've known him since he came out of college. And, you know, from his athleticism, I think it's well known about what his work ethic is all about. I think it's well known just how he takes care of every aspect of whether it's performance or on the football side. I mean, I think I, I think by now everybody knows who he is. He's not really a sleeper, but he's one of those guys I would say is a guarantee. I think he's as good of years as he's had. He is definitely the next star in making for sure. So you think he's going to be even better this year than he's been in the past? Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Okay, there, there's our first wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. Not a sleeper, but again, somebody that I view as a superstar in this league or a budding superstar, and I think he'll be there. I'm a Stephon Diggs fan. Who else do you have for us at the wide receiver position? And maybe we'll attack it by position if that's the way you want to do this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the next guy would be, um, you know, the first. This I worked with Tyreek Hill for the first time this offseason. Um, and even though I know how athletic he was and I heard all the rumors how fast he was, I'll be honest, I was a little shocked seeing it in person because um, it's not just his speed, but it's how strong he is coming in and out of his breaks. It, it, it was amazing. You know, I mean, it, to, to be that strong but also be that fast. And he even said his number one goal was just, I think he, everybody knows he's a great weapon. They can move him around. He's got elite speed and all that, but he wants to be an elite receiver. And he specifically came down, and when I go through, okay, what are your goals? What are you looking for? What's your training history? I have a whole questionnaire I fill out. It really came back to that. I want to be a perfect route runner. I want to be an elite receiver. You know, every single thing we worked on was not just maximizing his speed, that the elite speed already had. It was just controlling his speed and deceleration. So, again, Tyreek Hill is not def- is definitely not a sleeper, but I think he's ready to take his game to a level that nobody's seen. I'll tell you my great Tyreek Hill story. Basically, I was in Canton, Ohio. I believe it was two years ago. I saw a Chiefs coach there, a bunch of Chiefs coaches, talking about training camp. I go, give me a guy in your roster to watch. And he goes, Tyreek Hill. I said, that good? He said, the single best player I've ever coached. This was before he played a game. I went, that good? That good. And obviously, we've seen what he can do his first couple of years in the league. He is electric when the football is in his hands. And now you, Pete Marito, have seen it in person. Give me another player that stood out to you this year that's primed to have a big year. Well, here's a, here's a sleeper for you, then. I'm, I'm a huge Albert Wilson fan. Wow. Obviously huge. I think that uh, um, what, I, what I've seen out of him is just amazing. You know, I mean, how he's built, he keeps being regulated to always be a slot player and this and that. But his skill set is unique. It's very unique. Again, I'm not a receiver coach. I'm not a running back coach. I just look at it from a pure athleticism standpoint. I'm looking at him doing these drills. I mean, he looks like a combination of a receiver, a slot receiver, and running back all in one. His athleticism is something special. How coachable he is and... His mentality of perfection is just incredible. So I would say my sleeper receiver is for sure Albert Wilson of the Dolphins. You know, if if they put it together and, you know, get great quarterback play and, you know, 
barring have no issues with injuries, things like that, I think he's going to be have a, he's going to have a breakout year better than people were expecting. Before we transition to the running backs or tight ends, are there any other receivers that you want to mention? Those are probably the main guys. I try to pick some consistency and definitely a sleeper. Um, you know, but those, yeah, I would say those are, those are my main guys. How about a running back? Um, let's see. I mean, I would say this. I think that. Uh, I mean, I think at this point, it's a consistent thing year after year that Frank Gore proves people wrong. But I mean, he's in the best shape of his life. Hmm. It, it's shocking to me what he looks like, how fast he is, how lean he is, how strong he is. People keep counting him out, and it's a definitely motivating factor for him. He's back home. I mean, I've been, I've, everybody knows I've been with Frank since he came out of University of Miami. And anybody that's thinking he's going to have a down year is in for a big surprise. Well, Frank looks outstanding. How does he stay in such good shape? What do you guys do with him? I mean, Frank is a guy that will train hard. We train smart. I mean, some days he's here six hours a day. And it doesn't mean he's going to train for six hours. But he is meticulous and very detailed with every single aspect of his development. Hmm. And that's the way you got to be. It's not like you get hurt and then go to a physical therapist to rehab. He uses physical therapy and chiropractic and neuromuscular therapy as a means to make his training more specific. So if you do joint alignment right before you train, you limit the wear and tear on your joints and you can train appropriately. And that's the way I believe everybody should train at this level. And he's just bought into that concept. So if it takes us two, two and a half hours of nonstop joint alignment work with my therapist before he steps on that field to make the speed work appropriate, that's what he's going to commit to. And that's what he makes him great. And that's why I think a lot of these guys are defying odds of people saying, well, you can only play running back for so many years. Well, no, it's not the case if you can take care of your body appropriately and train appropriately. Hmm. You've mentioned two Dolphins so far. It sounds like you must be rather high on the Dolphins with Albert Wilson and Frank Gore. Yeah, my guys, my hometown. So, you know. <laughs> you got another running back for me. Um, I would say this much. I mean, this is the, the best I've seen LaShawn McCoy for sure. Um, you know, I think that he went into camp in outstanding shape. You know, we've worked together off and on for many years, but this is the most consistent I've seen him here. Uh, he's strong, he's fast, he's powerful, he's got his speed back. You know, he even told me, he's like, yeah, man, put me on the Frank Gore plan. So I know, obviously, LaShawn McCoy needs no introduction, but I would say don't look for him having a down year, look for him to having a phenomenal year. Hmm. And you got a sleeper running back for me. Sleeper running back. I guess I can't mention Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> well, we'll get to him before we close out the running backs, but somebody that's yeah, not cool. very well known. Not very well known, let me think. Is C.J. Anderson a sleeper running back? I think he's going to be excellent in Carolina. I know it's been a while since he made a Pro Bowl, possibly C.J. Anderson with Carolina. I think that's, I think that's going to be a good fit. He's a good athlete. He's faster than I thought, that's for sure. Very good. And what you brought up Le'Veon Bell. Uh, what are you expecting from him in light of his second straight summer of missing training camp and how it will impact him early on? Um, I mean, he'll go in in great shape. Lean, fast, strong—the whole thing. He's another. He's another Frank Gore type. He trains appropriately. As simple as that. So he obviously has the skill set. Pittsburgh obviously has the talent and the schemes that he fits very, very well into. I feel that people shouldn't expect any drop off, and he's just—he's going to continue to 
be a little better every year. As good as he already is, it's going to be pretty scary coming out. Any other tight ends? That's the one position, offensive position we haven't mentioned, or defensive players that stand out. Yeah, I'd say 100% with regards to tight end is going to be Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I was I was a huge Hayden Hurst fan. I trained him for the combine, for his pro day, the whole thing before the draft. Um, obviously, I heard how athletic he was because I'm really good friends with his college strength coach. But he came in, it was shocking. For a guy that size to be able to move like that, I mean, it was just phenomenal. You know, I mean, I hate to make comparisons, but, yeah, he does look – move and run like Greg Olson. You know, it reminded me exactly when Greg came out of college. So I think you put him in the right system with his skill set, his athleticism, and how fast he can move at that size. I think he's my definitely my, my, my rookie, my, my rookie sleeper guy. Even though he's a first-round pick, I think he's going to have a huge year. Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Put it down. Pete, I want to thank you very – well, before, my producer will cut up. Any defensive guys – that you'd also recommend. Are there any defensive players you think are primed for a breakout year this year? Emmanuel Agba, 100%. Uh, defensive end for the Browns. Obviously, people know who he has, is at this point. Um, but, yeah, he's going to take his game to the next level. Emmanuel Agba is a beast, and I think he's going to absolutely kill it. Emmanuel Agba. Hey, Pete, I want to thank you very much. We're going to see how your predictions play out. Your track record is very strong, and I'm sure... It'll be strong once again. Uh, Thanks as always, Adam. I appreciate it. And so a special thanks to the Chargers' young, outstanding running back, Melvin Gordon, and Pete Bomarito of Bomarito Performance Systems, who gave us some great fantasy tips that you can't get anywhere else. And speaking of fantasy, we'll be back next week on the Adam Schefter Podcast with Matthew Berry and Field Yates dispensing more fantasy knowledge for the upcoming season and your upcoming fantasy drafts. That's another episode of the Adam Schefter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.